What up, what up, what up, sports heads? This is another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am Cowboy. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What's up, KC? Lee 86, live in the flesh. What's going on, sports heads? D Beats 1492. All right, let's go ahead and just kick it off with the NFL uh, free agent freeze frenzy. There's been a lot of uh, teams picking up players, and uh, our Chiefs have really not made any too, any noise thus far. We had uh, Melvin Ingram. Was it a Melvin? What's his name? Uh, Melvin Ingram? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, he showed up today. Didn't come to a uh, agreement with the Chiefs, so we didn't ink him. We did bring back uh, Dirty Dan uh, and some other uh, noticeable free agents that the Chiefs picked up. Uh, we picked up the tight end. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Blake Bell. And, and uh, y'all here, Lee. Now, I was just saying, uh, yeah, kind of like how you were saying, um, brought back some familiar faces. Um, Rimmers brought him back, uh, brought back the other tight end, Kaiser. Um, That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, uh, Blake Bell as well. Um, yeah. Uh, like you said, um, uh, Wiley's coming. Uh, Andrew Wiley will be back as well. Um, like you said, it's uh, uh, kind of hearing a lot of chatter about you know how the Chiefs, um, so far has just been able to acquire um, Joe Tooney from the Patriots and um, Kyle Long, um, who was retired, but uh, yeah, a lot of Still, you know, a lot of holes still needed to be filled, you know, with this offensive line. Um, those guys particularly play guard. So, yeah, um, Trent Williams sweepstakes. Uh, just to kind of touch on that, the Chiefs and 49ers were in a in a tug of war for Trent Williams services. Uh, Trent ultimately decided to go back to San Francisco. Um, we were kind of looking to anchor down that left. That left tackle spot, uh, but like you said, uh, Melvin Ingram—that's a name that I said some weeks ago. Uh, they had him in for a visit. Uh, we should see how things go. Um, what's the guy's name also from San Francisco that visited yesterday? Um, um, Kawan Williams, the cornerback from San Francisco, as well. Um, he actually left the facility without a contract, so. But yeah, like you said, a free agent frenzy. But you know, um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of a uh, free agent frenzy, uh, we was all hoping that uh, Rodney Hudson would touch the market, but the Raiders didn't allow that because I honestly believe the Chiefs would have scooped him up. He ended up getting uh, traded to the Cardinals. Uh, so the Raiders, well, I guess, a good power move by the Raiders not allowing him to hit free agency. I guess. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's funny that you kind of swing swing that momentum that way towards Rodney because I was kind of all for that once I seen he was not going to be back with the Raiders, but actually from Peter King, um, he had actually stated that the Raiders got word of the Chiefs being highly interested in Rodney, and instead of releasing him, they actually traded him to Arizona, so. <laughs> You talk about the little, you know, the little rivalry still going on with the Chiefs and Raiders. You know, Raiders looked at it like, well, we ain't going to just let them go back to KC for that, you know. So, we going to trade them somewhere. But, yeah, I just I just thought that was kind of funny that you brought up that Rodney Hudson, you know, because that was the sinister, sinister movement by the Raiders. But, like, hey, uh, we ain't going to just let them go back to KC. And uh, speaking of uh, other uh, Chiefs players that may be leaving the roster, Sammy Watkins is being looked at by the uh, Ravens. Yeah, he got thoughts on that. He already – I was just going to say he oh, already yeah. visited and he left. He was supposed to go to the uh, to the Colts sometime this week. But uh, as of the news today, uh, T.Y. Hilton signed back with the Colts. So I wonder what that does for Sammy Watkins. Will that still be in play or will he um, – Will he, uh, you know, move on and see what other uh, teams are interested? I'm just interested to see where he goes since the market for the wide receiver for the Chiefs has pretty much dried up, seeing what we can – seeing if we can get a uh, number two uh, on the other side of Hill, so, which we desperately need. So, Yeah, and 
and, and that's funny that you said that about T.Y. because, you know, all the activity and the movement that was going on in the early stages of free agency with A.J. Green being a, being a name that the Chiefs were interested in. He ultimately signed with Arizona. Um, Kenny Galladay being a real – being a name of interest. Uh, he ultimately signed with Giants. So, yeah, uh, Corey Davis was one. Um, now, there has been talks. There has been talks that the Chiefs has interest in Antonio Brown because mm-hmm. he's still out. I don't know how that shit is going to sell its way down the coast, <laughs> but that is being put out there. But I think that we talk about the smoke teams a lot in the NFL. And I think what it is with the Chiefs, the Chiefs probably realize they have a young, explosive guy already in-house, and it's Jody Fortune. I really would like to see that kid get some play in time and see what he can do. Because we're talking about all these guys that had a name in the league and telling them, you know, trying to see if they can come and jump ship with us. But I think there's some talent already in-house with that kid, Fortune. I mean, I'm just throwing that smoke screen out there. Uh, I was just going to say, I like that idea, but um, at this point, he's a practice squad player. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just think you really need um, somebody on the other side that can beat one-on-one coverage because I know I sound like a dead horse because I keep saying the same thing, but uh, next year, these defenses are going are gonna to double Hill and Kelsey, and somebody else on the other side is going to have to beat one-on-one coverage, and I don't think that person is on the roster at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would still like them to give Jody a look. I mean, we've seen what, we seen what it is with McCole Hart. It's just like, hey, you know, but like you said, it's slim pickings now. Um, with T.Y. Um, being retained by the Colts. So, <laughs> I say it again. This is, it, it, just makes the, it just makes the ongoing offseason that much more interesting. What you over there doing, uh, Beast, warming up your tuna, your tuna pocket? No, I'm milking cookies, buddy. Milking cookies? Yeah. yeah. Right. You got a little sweet tooth there, buddy. I know. Got you having like a lot of boys. Yes, Cortez, get your milk and cookies ready, baby. I know that's right because I'm a I'm gonna be getting to it as soon as we get off <laughs> as soon as we get off air here, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead and dip your chocolate chip off in your milk, fella. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. But, but uh, 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 go ahead, Lee. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, really, uh, just to just to keep, you know keep swinging at this. I feel like the Chiefs has money because this is a name that I did not mention. They were really in the sweepstakes for Juju Smith Schuster as well, and he ultimately ended up signing back with Pittsburgh. They were offering Juju eleven million dollars with like three million worth of incentives. So basically, $14 million. It's just like, oh, I'm going to just say this. You were offering Juju $14 million on a two-year deal or a one-year deal. Get Melvin Ingram in here. If it's not Melvin Ingram, see if you can kick the tires on Justin Houston. But the Chiefs really need a solidified pass rusher opposite side of Frank Clark and Chris Jones. You have the money. The, the money has been restructured by three massive players on this roster. The money is there. Two, two highly free agents have left your building with no deal. I just don't – I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding it. But Melvin Ingram is a sign that I want to see the Chiefs make. I'm going to just put that on wax. And speaking of uh, top-tier players restructuring, what do you guys got on uh, Tyreek opting not to restructure his contract, which I feel he's not wrong for that. But uh, he is on his final year, correct, fellas? Uh, I thought he had – I thought he had two. But if he was – Yeah, two more left. Yeah, I, was, I was looking at his contract earlier. I wasn't sure. So y'all saying it's two more? Yeah, it's two more. 
Okay, well, anyway, well, this was leads me to my next question. Since he's opted out of restructuring his contract, do you think this kind of taints the relationship with the Chiefs organization as far as bringing him back when his contract is up? No, I don't think me so. Um, Shark, no, um, because they they have had they have cleared up about thirty plus million dollars that was not there before free agency started. The Chiefs have cap money. There's going to be some guys that's you know stick to their guns, like he said. Hey, once I sign, I sign. So no, I don't. Me personally, I don't think it will cause a stalemate because the type of talent that they know Tyreek Hill possesses. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because you don't have Tyreek Hill. This offense is uh, is non-existent. Uh, I don't care if you do have Pat out there. Uh, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not doing any damn thing. So I don't care that he didn't want to restructure. And plus, I don't blame him because with that situation he had a couple years ago, uh, they had they lowballed him, and you know he basically had to sign, you know, what for eighteen million or something. When he could have got like twenty plus. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thirty plus. Yeah, true, true. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with him. He's like, shit. No, nah, if I restructure, that means I got to wait longer to re up. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, follow me either. I wouldn't have did it either, man. Like you said, uh, I mean, there's guys is willing to take that risk, but Tyreek, you know, he still got low ball that last contract, and this next contract that he gets has to be the money contract. If it's not with the Chiefs, it'll be with somebody else. If he keeps up productivity. Yeah. You got to think about the livelihood of these guys' family and each and every play, each and every snap that they go out here, they're risking their bodies and their health. So when a guy has that money and finally gets it, it's just kind of like, hey, you know, nah, Pat already restructured, Kelsey already restructured, you know, it is what it is. I'll just kind of. You know, I, 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 I'm going to play my contract out. And then maybe when it comes for that next contract, then maybe we can see the different, you know, structure then. But now, uh-uh, because it's, it's the livelihood for not just myself, but my family as well. Speaking on that, do you – I was just going to ask this real quick, Cal. My bad. Uh, speaking of that, do you think that's why some of these free agents have have not signed here? Because do you think that the Chiefs are kind of lowballing them into one year deals and they want kind of that security? Yeah, uh, the answer to your question, yes, I do think it's a little bit of that. That's why I was kind of like stuck, kind of explaining the Kawan Williams visit going stalemate. And now the Melvin Ingram visit going stalemate. You guys had a lot of money that you were throwing at Trent Williams, multi-year deals. And it's like the guys that you didn't hit on necessarily. Now you treating these other free agents as second tier, not top tier. So in my opinion, or the answer to your question from me is yes. I do think that the Chiefs are, throwing one-year deals out there and, or maybe two-year deals max, and these guys want a little bit more. So, yeah, I agree. Ding, 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 like Kyle was saying. You hit it right on the head like that. And if you need a, a if you need talent at a position of need, don't lowball. Go, go for it all. That's what got you in this position. I agree. I agree with both of y'all. Uh, Ingram's in the left, not have left Arrowhead Stadium, Arrowhead Stadium, well, uh, without a contract, in my he should have been signed up. Yeah, they said they said that the they said that the visit actually went really well with the Chiefs brass and Melvin Ingram. They said he just kind of wanted to see if he can get more money. Yeah, he wanted to weigh his options, so that leads me to believe. The Chiefs probably only offer him a two, three, two to three year deal max for probably, I say, 10 million with probably like a seven million dollar, seven or eight million dollar signing bonus with incentives. 
but I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They said the visit re- went really well, but we're in that time of the year where only thing we can do is speculate and just see what really goes on. Yeah, the, the, the visit probably went well, but when he came, when he came down to that cake, they didn't meet. Uh, but speaking of, uh, so we're talking defense, another long-time defensive tackle got picked up. Geno Atkins is now a L.A. Ram from the Cincinnati Bengals. Who? Okay. Geno Atkins, oh, the defensive okay. tackle. From he is now with the L.A. Rams, and their defensive line just got nastier. Yeah. That's pretty Gino, nice. Geno Atkins, Atkins has been quietly putting up numbers in Cincinnati for years. I mean, not with Sue, but now you have Atkins and Aaron Donald mm-hmm. on, that, on that defensive line. That's a pretty nice pickup. Um, and also, sticking with defense, uh, Sue, um, he resigned back with Tampa. So, Tampa has really went all out to keep their brass together to try to do it again. So, they, they literally signed everybody back like the Chiefs did last year. Mm. Yeah. And uh, but you know, uh, you know, just a, just one little quick wrap up with this whole free agency thing. You know, this real this, this year has showed me, um, like I say, the smoke screens of a lot of this free agency and players' contracts being up. There's a lot of smoke screen in, involved with this because you hear a lot of these guys that were saying pre free agency that they you know looking to go to a contending team not necessarily worried about money but when it was all said and done what I've noticed this year in free agency is that a lot of guys really chased the bag they went against what they were saying and not trying that that it kind of throws me back to what we were just saying are free agents not choosing to come here to Kansas City it's just like some guys know they could have came here, like Juju, for instance. Um, you know, if you're trying to chase a ring or something like that, Kansas City is where it's at. But you've seen that a lot this year in free agency. These guys not caring about the team that they're going to, but the bag or the guaranteed money that they're getting. That's all. I just wanted to throw that out there. You guys kind of seen that this year as well? Yeah, I see it. I, I, I see it, but let me, let me ask you this. I'm back. I'm gonna throw you back another question. Is the Chiefs still the pick of the litter within the AFC with these with these free agents not opting to come here? That should be the question. Yes, yes, because name a team right now. Name a team right now with some signings that they have did in free agency that's ready to. Knock the Chiefs off their platform. That's the question. Right Did you see all the all the studs that the Patriots signed up? That's probably the only I, one. I, hey, I that's mean, the only one. The yeah, Patriots. You say the Patriots. The, the, but, the Titans lost lost some players, but the Patriots is coming. Yeah, and then and, you know, and we can't forget about Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, Patriots have signed some good guys. You know, they brought Kyle Van Noy back to their team. From the Dolphins, I did like that signing as well. But the thing that gets me with uh, the Patriots is that I don't know what what Cam Newton that you're getting. Yeah, I say, yeah, the Patriots are right there. But at this point, there's a lot of uncertainties within teams within the AFC within itself. Um, yes, at, at, at this point, yes, the, team, the Chiefs are still the cream of the crop. But with the exception – of some nice signings by New England and Buffalo as well. I do think that the signing of Emmanuel Sanders will kind of do them some justice, but I don't think it's going to get them over the hump where they really want to be. But that's why you have the draft coming up. But that's the answer to your original question. Yes, I do think we're still the cream of the crop. Absolutely. Beats. Um, I'm going to answer both of them. I guess at this point in time, that's hard. I mean, that's really hard to say when you don't. Uh, I ask me that as far as the cream of the crop after the draft, because 
as far as yeah, as yeah. far as the old line and some of, like these holes, we have a lot of holes to fill. Um, so ask me after that. I will still say that it's based on talent and what other teams have done, but there's still a lot of holes to where I can't necessarily say that right now. Because if you put that roster out as it is right now, uh, no. So, so okay. I guess I guess that answers your question. The other question, as far as uh, free agents chasing the bag, it's kind of like you said earlier. I mean, they these guys know that they're one play away from it all being over. So, right, get the much get as much money as you can because they will use you up and then find somebody else that's younger and better to replace you. So, that, I mean, that's the name of that game. Yeah, it's just it's just like this. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, if you think about it, yeah, he has the nice fat pocket now. He got the fat checkbook now. But to be honest with you, I think he went to a unstable situation more than what he was in in Detroit. He said he wanted to win, got tired of losing in Detroit. I I mean, yeah, you know you got Daniel Jones. He's young, but I do not see the nucleus within that organization to where you're saying you're tired of losing. You could very well go through some losing streaks with this team that you just signed big money to. So that's what's kind of the head scratcher with me when these guys say that. I will say the Giants is an up-and-coming team, though, in that NFC. I don't know about that, Cal. I will. Yeah, I will say that. I like Daniel Jones. I can't watch. Mark my word. I said it, sports heads. I would not be surprised if the Giants make a splash. If Daniel Jones, that that team is going to go as far as Daniel. And that's Jones not for. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't surprise Mark me. It, it does surprise me that Cal said that that you know that the up and coming team because he used to pick the Giants a lot in the NFL pick segment. So it makes true. It makes sense. Because they play in the most wackiest fucking division ever. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, fellas. But uh, it's, one more, they was talking about Alex Smith possibly landing with the Jags. What do you guys think? I can see that. Yeah, I, I can, can see definitely that. see that. He's a good, yeah, he's a very good uh, – you got to realize Trevor Lawrence is coming in. Um they could possibly be like Alex Smith. Could you be in the situation that you were in when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes? Kind of like, you know, dust him up a little bit, show him the ins and out of this league. Very much so. I could see that. That would be a good sign up for Jacksonville and Alex Smith. I'll take it one step further. The Urban Meyer connection. He that, that was his head coach at Utah. Exactly. All right, I'm trying to think of any other noticeable free agents that we may have missed, fellas. Uh, I think we hit it on all cylinders in free agency. The Raiders has so that's, some. The Raiders, go ahead, go ahead. The Raiders made a lot of good moves in free agency too. Only thing about the Raiders is that I think that's going to come back and bite them in the butt. Is that their offensive line is in worse position than the Kansas City Chiefs? They let a lot of guys go. I think they, I think Richie Incognito retired, then came back. And so it was just like, but the Raiders made some good signings as well. So we just, you know, shall see. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I guess we can move it on to a little bit of a, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and stay touch base. Go ahead and stay on NFL. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I forgot, man. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Deshaun Watson, man. He had some uh, several counts of sexual allegations. I believe it was twenty-four thus far, and it could be more possibly coming out. Uh, I, I mean, it just seems very uncharacteristic of him. All I can say is really like how Steve, Stephen A. Smith said. It. Oh, we lost him. Sorry, Spurl Parents. Let me see if I can get them back. Go ahead, uh, Beast, and just shed some light on the watch. Try to get all them right. Back. Uh, well, you know, all last season we have uh, been calling uh, dangerous Russell Wilson 
uh, in our pick segment of uh, getting the treatment by Sierra. Apparently, Deshaun Watson has been getting treatments for some years with these massages, uh, with these allegations, allegedly. Uh, so um, he has uh, 16 foul lawsuits by a uh, Houston uh, lawyer. I forgot the guy's name. It was right on the tip of my tongue, and then I forgot it. But um, they're all filed by him. And like Kyle said, it's going to be up to 24. I guess he's just trying to drag it on alone because, you know, he's trying to be a big-name lawyer. But uh, yesterday, Deshaun's uh, attorney came out and said that all – not like allegations are false, but I forgot the wording. He said it in a way to where – like there may have been sexual, uh, uh, consensual uh, sexual acts, but not necessarily uh, putting women against their will. So, like I said, it sounds like Deshaun Watson Sorry. has a uh, massage treatment uh, <laughs> problem. <laughs> oh, why you make me laugh? Uh, instead of, instead of uh, Robert Kraft and Russell Wilson with the treatment, shit, like you said earlier, eat a motherfucker that been loving the treat, getting the treatments all this time. Yeah, he been getting them every. It sounds like every day. And, and, and what I'm what I'm thinking from like what you <laughs> called it the massage treatment. If he was receiving these treatments, why wouldn't he just have it like? wrote down in a contract sort of deal that these treatments or favors that you're giving is mutual. So you wouldn't get yourself in this situation. Yeah, Did that it, make sense to y'all? Like a contract? No, nah, I was just going to say, you, yeah, what, this whole thing with this massage, masseuse parlor and things of that nature. Actually, he actually there was a local uh, story about a massage parlor in Lee Summit. Uh, today on the news uh, about uh, illegal, you know, activity going on. Basically, prostitution being ran through the massage parlor. So it's kind of like when I heard that, I was just like, I thought about Deshaun Watson, like, damn, you know, and you know that these different different massage parlors in different states put their name of their business on prostitution escort sites and things of that nature. So I really thought about Deshaun. I'm thinking to myself, well, damn, maybe he was just, you know, using the massage parlors as, you know, as a cover up or a front to basically just, you know, have a, have a herd of escorts coming through. I don't know. Long story short, it's a messed up situation. Whether we think it's coincidental or whatever, like Beats was saying, the lawyer that, that all these victims, the same lawyer that all these victims are using, is just very unfortunate for Deshaun Watson. It's just like, man, but you kind of hear about this stuff all the time with these massage parlors, like illegal activity going on within them. And I seen it on the news today. I was just like, Wow. Yeah. It, it, it just sounds it just sounds fishy to me. Uh as far as him wanting out of uh Houston, standing his ground, him being the man that he is, you have never heard anything negative towards right. this man on or off the field. None of his tenure in, in Houston until he demanded out of Houston. To me, it just sounds fishy. Uh, it sounds like a, a character assassination in my eyes. To me, I'm going to say this, innocent to proven guilty. I'm not going to shun that these women are having these allegations. But from what Beach just said, that the lawyer is possibly saying that a lot of this was consensual acts, it just seems rocky to me. You know, like, what's yeah. what's really going what? on, you know? So to me, I say innocent and to proven guilty, not to discredit what these females are saying, because if this is true, and he accosted them out, whatever he got from them against they will, then it's the problem. But I'm just saying from I don't know him personally, but from what we have seen from him, I, he just yeah, don't seem like I, that type of dude I, that would need to do that. Yeah. I agree you know, 100% but, with you, Cal. Um, I'm kind of on that. Like, you know, it's just very ironic <laughs> that this guy's, you know, trying to 
get out of a situation that people really don't want him to get out of, and then all this happens. I just, I just hate it. I just, I just hate it. It just, it's just the, you know, like you said, it's just the assassination <laughs> of another young black successful brother's character, and that's what I hate as well. And, 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 and I'm going to say this, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's like if I went to the side. <laughs> I'm just using, like, listen to this like this, fellas. We all adults. I ain't going to get, you know, out of order or anything. I'm just saying, though. Deshaun Watson is a well-put-together guy, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, you know, I ain't like I want him. But, you know, he ain't a bad-looking dude. You know, he be together. It just don't make sense. Now, Robert Kraft... Or somebody like me, per se, you know what I'm saying? I am a heavy set dude. I may go in there and I may turn over on my back with a hundred dollars in my hand. And that makes sense. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Because a lot of these places that you hear about, and, 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 and like you said, uh, you know, locally, uh, the place that I'm talking about that's under uh, federal investigation. They said a lot of times the acts were sexual acts were offered with their massage or things of that nature. So that's what I'm saying. Right. And yeah, and, and the feds basically recovered a lot of evidence to say, yeah, this place really know this place was really doing that. Like recover, use condoms and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff where they they know that this place was used for basically a, a possible prostitution slash human trafficking uh, association. If, if y'all remember uh, at the job that we all worked together, I don't want to get their name on this platform, but the job we used to work together at do y'all remember that massage parlor that you yes, sit across I do the street remember. from? Pinterest? I know exactly where you're talking about. That me, that me, one, that me, one. me and me they and I was that. actually gonna clink that. Mm-hmm. Right there, that was uh, it, it was like a Hardee's that sat across the street too. Yeah, it was a Dairy Queen. No, nah, that Dairy Queen sat across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it just don't make sense to me. I just think it's an assassination against this character, and and I hate to say it like this, but I heard one of our uh, a black leader that I listened to. He just says it's like another form of racism, and I hate to take it there, but just imagine if Deshaun Watson never went against the grain of forcing trying to force his way out of Houston. Would this have came up if he would have just stayed and uh? Quiet about his situation in Houston mm, with this had happened. I'm gonna say it just this. makes you wonder. Uh, it's not like they're not denying that he, because uh, as far as him either flying Instagram masseuses out or even going to these massage parlors, I'm gonna say this. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, you have to be uh, a little bit smarter than that um, as far as putting yourself in situations to get extorted or to be blackmailed like you are at this time. You're a high-profile black quarterback NFL superstar in the lines with up there with Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, the upper echelon, you know, AR, uh, Tom Brady. You're, you're in that kind of class up there. And to be a high-profile athlete making a bunch of money I think you should have been a little bit smarter in who and what you were doing and putting yourself in different situations. And I just, um, I mean, I guess, like I said, they're not denying that he went to the dang on massage parlors or whatnot. But the thing I don't get is that he has um, a girlfriend and she's not hard to look at. So I don't get the, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. So. Some some men, I mean, just have like a high appetite. You know, and that's just, I mean, come on, Beast, let's just be honest, man. Like, I I know, like, you and Lee are like far in between. And there's other men out here that's like you and Lee, but there's a lot of brothers that has a high appetite. 
Let's just be honest. It's not. Yeah. That's just how it is. Look in this damn world where you can go on any platform and see anything. It's just it's, it's available to him. So and he's in a world where obviously he should have been smarter about it, but he's able to throw those throw that money out well, there to do whatever he want to do. And I ain't saying that well, makes it right, but men and, like and, and you I, and Lee well, are too far. What Cal people. was saying because it's a situation like this. Let's look at Alex. Let's look at A Rod and J Lo for a second. Word is is that he is such he is such his appetite for sex is so is so through the roof is that he got caught using escort services and like you said he got J Lo to look at and she we know she's not hard to look at so I agree with Kyle on that it's some guys that. Their appetite is just uncontrollably <laughs> within their genes. And A Rod always been a playboy, and I throw even another one at you. Yeah. Eric Benet right. at Halle right. Berry. Look what he yeah, did. I, yeah, okay, but I'm just saying, as far as with in this situation with Deshaun going to a massage parlor, you got to be a little bit. You could be a little bit smarter. About that, if you if you want to have uh, sexual en- encounters or whatever, you know, there's a there's a I guess I guess I'm going here on this platform. Uh, I guess uh, what do you call them like uh, sex clubs or whatever, where you have swingers or I mean, they. <laughs> what? Yeah, nah, he's, he's right. He's right. Like go to one of them where where it's like oh okay you know what but, it is but, when you walk but, in there nobody's going to freaking or this or this for instance or this Bro. like you said beats Deshaun Watson knows who he is okay the high profile the high profile structure that he carries with his name if you're going to do that get you one or two. Don't get greedy and start trying to have the whole herd whack you down when you feel the need. Get you one, get you, get you one or two hey, that above you down when you need it, and keep them on the payroll and be done. There you go. Why, there you go. That, that's that's the, it right there. Why do you need? Why do but, you need the it, whole it, it, fucking industry of masseuse? <laughs> Slash <laughs> escorts to buff you down or to whack you down. Deshaun, be smart, man. Be fucking smart. It's like you you don't jump in your Rolls Royce truck, your Bentley truck every day and drive that. You switch it up. You switch it up. You're switching it up, all right. And that could be a part of his whole bag, you know, like that could be how he gets where he needs to be, is multiple right and treatments at, for multiple different women. You Parker never know. And uh, Tony Parker and uh, fucking uh, Eva Line Gore. So that was you that, know, that's yeah. what ultimately destructed their image. So there's a lot of high profile guys, like Cal said, that just has that uncontrollable desire no matter what they're looking at on a day-to-day basis because these women that we're talking about are smoking guns and they were not enough for these gentlemen i'm gonna just leave it i'm gonna just cut it at that what go ahead and it's because i was just gonna say well if you just like the why even bring the dang own home massage thing into it? I guess, I guess, it, I guess for the, I guess if if it's the escort or prostitution, but man, like, just, I mean, not necessarily necessarily uh, anybody, but I guess groupies or whatever. I mean, just that's that's probably part of his part of his bag to to get where he needs to be. That's probably in his mind frame. You never know, like like what type of porn a person may watch. I'm sorry, sports fans, but we're adults. You know, you may watch a BBW or something like that. It, it could right. be something that he's into. Well, see where it got him. That's all it is. And we see where it got him. But like I said, 
innocent to proven guilty. And we'll see what happens with Deshaun. I hate to see this happen to a young man that had such a promising career. I just hate to see this. And we're not trying to be funny. We're just having a conversation as men on the situation coming from other men's perspective, sports is. So don't take this any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, we don't condone uh, disrespecting women or anything like that. We're just giving y'all points of view from us here on Sports Talk. Talk yeah. KC is men. Yeah. So, um, y'all agree with yeah. that? Yeah, I'm not saying that. All right. So, We'll just uh, move it on past that, fellas. Uh, I guess we'll touch a little bit of basketball and uh, maybe if Lee got some baseball, we'll, we'll get out of here. But uh, as for the L.A. Lakers, they are now in even more trouble. LeBron James rolled his ankle and has a high ankle sprain and is out possibly two to three weeks. But I believe like seven weeks left within the NBA season. And uh, I guess the beat goes on in L.A. They're still trying to acquire – and uh, Andre Drummond, excuse me, uh, so sorry about that, excuse me, foreheads, from uh, the Cavaliers, just to add some extra uh, depth on that roster with the, no exact time frame of when um, AD is coming back. But uh, what do you got on that, fellas, if you got anything uh, about Yeah, uh, it's just kind of like the iron, the old Iron Man of, uh, of, of his perspective, you know, uh, sport goes down. Um, it's kind of like Mitchell Schwartz for the Chiefs uh, played all those consecutive games without missing due to injury. Um, like you said, it's unfortunate for the Lakers. Um, him and AD, um, like you said, at a very critical juncture of the season because it's not like they're at the top. It's not like they're the first or the second seed in that Western Conference. We all know it's Phoenix and Utah. Um, yeah, uh, it's just kind of like I was just saying the other day, you know, the rash of injuries within the NBA right now, so many stars, like you said, you started it out with LeBron, rightfully so, uh, Anthony Davis, um, you still have KD out, um, you still have Joel Embiid out, Ben Simmons, you know, you guys get my drip. It seems like all the stars across this league, whether it's the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference, are hurt. And there's some surprises as far as the standings in both conferences. So that's my little spiel. Uh, I'm not going to get into the predictions with it or anything like that, but it's just – this is just a weird year as far as stardom – being injured or guys not being on the court. But uh, this is going to be a hell of a season as far as to see who comes out on top with all the uncertainty. That's, man, everybody's heard of. Like I said, Kyrie ain't even – I think Kyrie's not out due to injuries, but he's out due to something uh, – for some family issues or things of that nature. Um I really feel bad for the uh, for the for the best ball brother in my eyes, Lamelo, in Charlotte. Um, he was really balling, showing this league. He's up and coming, and he's gonna be here to stay. And for him to go down with the season-ended injury as well, that kind of sucked to see that. I really enjoyed watching Lamelo play, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the only thing I really have. Man, all these all these star players injured. Man. And speaking of uh, the ball players, uh, uh, the oldest, uh, damn, he threw me off. When he, I was going, yeah, Lonzo uh, is possibly uh, going to be making an exit from uh, New Orleans. They're shopping him at the current moment, uh, looking for uh, younger up and coming players and draft picks for Lonzo. They were saying he possibly may go to Chicago. So look for that because the trade, uh, the trade uh, deadline mm. did open up too dark. So I wouldn't be surprised with some players being moved around. Cal, let me for the week's you, end. Let me ask you this, Cal. As <clears> far yeah, as uh, the Eastern Conference, do you know the current standing for the New York Knicks? Because last I looked, the New York Knicks was still all up in the thick of some shit. Wow. They are. They in the top five, I believe. That's what's up. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau. 
Old Tom T got them boys playing tough in New York. Man, Jude with Julius Randle and oh boy. Yeah, that's man. why I just kind of asked that question because I know last time I seen shit, New York was like, like you said, like the number four or five seed. Yeah, and that team's gonna take them as far as Randall uh can take him. You know what I'm saying? He's balling. Right. He had about seven threes last night. Uh so yeah, he, he's been hooping now, Julius Randall. Uh other than that, I believe that's it in NBA news. Do y'all got any MLB do. news as far uh, as our Royals? I know sometime <laughs> earlier this week, the Royals sit down Bobby Witt Jr., which I um, do not disagree with because um, he got drafted out of high school and then last year was COVID. And so there wasn't any minor league baseball uh, last year. He did get some of bats up here at, you know, uh, Kauffman Stadium when they practice or whatever. But as far as – as far as like any MLB action, he doesn't have any experience – um, and so as far as this spring, he's been knocking the cuff off the ball. And then kind of lately here, he's kind of been uh, not necessarily struggling, but, uh, you know, coming back down to earth as in baseball, you go through up and valleys. I mean, ups and downs. So, um, yeah, I think it was a good move for him. See how he does, how he uh, adjusts to the uh, minor league. Maybe keep him down there for a good month or two. See where you are. See where you are as in uh, as far as the standings, and see if you need to bring them up midsummer or something like that. Yeah, and uh, just to follow up, like Beach was saying, uh, I agree one hundred percent because I kind of seen that transpire as well with um, with Bobby Witt. So um, I agree. Um, but that just that's a testimony again, sports heads, to the team that we're about to see and watch uh, coming up this year in baseball. Um, the Royals had high hopes for this kid. Um, like Beats was saying, kind of, you know, th- there is ups and downs and all kind of loops and tangles in baseball. Um, he's not there yet. I do think the timing of him going back to the minors is tremendous right now because it can kind of let him dust up, dust, get the dust knocked off, you know, kick his tires a little bit and don't have the necessary pressures of the MLB on, on him a day in, day out type thing. But uh, it's a testimony, again, like I was saying, uh, sports heads with this Kansas City Royals team that's about to take the, that's about to take the field coming up. Um, this team is deep. Uh, this team has a nice nucleus of young and old and, and former players on it. Um, this is a very exciting team from top to bottom. Um, I do feel like uh, Mike Matheny is doing a hell of a job, a Ned Yost type of job. Um, I know that's, that's saying a lot with Matheny, but some things that he's doing now remind you of what Ned Yost did when he turned that corner with this Royals organization. And that's what I'm seeing with, with what Matheny is doing. So I'm going to just say, hey, the Royals had a lot of confidence in this guy, but they have a lot. They have a nucleus that can back it up by sending it down to the minors and saying, nah, not right now, maybe mid-season or something like that. We can bring you back on to the, you know, bring you back up, call you back up. But I'm going to just say it now. That's them, the Royals doing that, this team is deep with pitching and hitting. That's all I'm going to say with Royals rap. I, I'm a not to dwell on it too long. I'm gonna push back against you a little bit on that. As far as that, um, as of right now, I think he is better than Nicky Lopez. Maybe not defensively, but as far as hitting, um, he's a, a mile away ahead of Nicky Lopez or Nicky Lopez, Nicky Lopez, one of them. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they're only yeah. projecting him to hit like 200 or like. Uh, 
you know, high, uh, like 190. One, and that's that's pretty yeah. bad. For, that's pretty bad for baseball. I'm just saying. So it's not like yeah. there's anything necessarily blocking him. I just think he's only one year removed from high school, sort of speaks, you know, a year and a half or so. So, um, yeah. So, you know, the yeah. boy 19, 20. So, like you said, take the pressure off of him. Yeah, and and, and that, that's a very good point that you make uh, because, like you said, Mickey, Mickey is only hitting one ninety five, uh, which is two two sixty or something like that. And, and, and like you said, that's a mile of a difference. But I go back to this with the Royals saying that that bat was on fire with him. And 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 no, he could. You could throw him in that lineup, and you're going to get a solid bat. For them to do that, they know that they have the security blanket with not just one or two guys, but a whole lineup that's been hitting pretty good. So that's why I said I'm not looking at this as a negative thing. I'm looking at it that the Royals have put together a hell of a hell of a team this year. For them to do that, like you said, that's a very good point that you hit on, because I, like I said, I didn't think a lot of people be paying attention to this kind of stuff. But with that, he is hitting; he was hitting a very high average versus Mickey Lopez. I get that, but once again, man, this is this is a hell of a team. I do see the Royals contending more than a lot of people think this year, and then next year going to be looking to chop the head off of some shit. This is a this is an interesting ball club. Yeah, I say uh for me, let me holler at me in June. Let's see where they at. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Like I said, I got, you know, I want to see them be successful, but we'll see what how, how the bats are what what the uh what the uh win percentage is. Are they above five hundred or you know yeah, I'll say if they're at 500, they ain't in a good position right there. Yeah, I'm thinking, me personally, around oh, okay. four. But that's, you know, I I'm, say just, June I'm just throwing something I'm gonna throw out there. Because we'll we're we'll close see. enough to it. I'm going to remember it. June 15th, I'm going to say, I'm going to give the deadline June 15th. This team will not be under 500. I'm going to go as far as say that. I'm not going to say where they're going to be at, but I feel June 15th, the Royals will not be under 500. Mark okay, it down. you said it. Y'all hear that, sports head. So in two weeks or at the end of the month when they four and 18, um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Lee, 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 Lee got faith in him. You know, Lee, Lee's a hometown. You know, we all hometown boys, yeah. and, and Lee gonna stand with his teams. You know, but I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give him, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Four games say four. four games under five hundred. That's still no, no, no. Not not four games. They're they're going to be playing around four hundred ball. But what I'm saying is. If they're in 400 ball, they're still in, you know, it's it's still early in the season. No, that's not, that's not, so that's not a bad number, say, you know what I'm saying? But I take that, comparing what last year, June 15th rolled around, and they was like, they was like 20 games, un- 10, was like there. 15 games under 500. So, oh, yeah, I will take, I'll take that turnaround in a heartbeat. Wasn't, hold on. I thought they started the season in July that. last year. Yeah, because it was an yeah, I know that. They started saying, off regular. Last year they had it. They had that truncated season. Yeah, so whenever they were, let's just say, what are we saying? Uh, yeah, two months in last year. I know. I I know at the, the season started, mark, the Royals was pretty. The Royals was in very bad position. They were like 
they were they they were bad. They were bad last year at the halfway mark. Like I like said, when Beach throwing that point in there, I know the schedule the scheduling of baseball was all out of comp out of play last year. But yeah, I, like I said, I. I I'm not. I'm not going to predict this team. Only thing I'm going to say, sports is, is that this is a Kansas City Chiefs town and a Royals town, and I, I just think that this team. Some of the things I've been noticing in spring training, the pitching, and this hitting, and these signings, bringing old guys back, and kicking the tires on them, and good coaching. I, I got a feeling this team is going to be like, oh, oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, with that with being said, uh, sports heads, we're going to close the show out. This has been another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, they can Cowboy find me at DBeats1492 on all social media platforms. I uh, just want to say, uh, hope you enjoyed the episode, sports heads. And if this is your first time listening, and if you want to give us a rating or you want to just follow us on your preferred uh, podcast, uh, do so. We will greatly appreciate this. Uh, we do this for you guys, and but we also just like to get together and just talk sports and you know try to have a good time and just uh, give our perspective on uh, certain things that happens in the news cycle. Uh, but yeah, Lee, if they checking for you, where can they find you? Yep, y'all can hit me up on Facebook and Instagram and the Sports Talk KC page. Adam Jones, Lee eighty six. But uh, yeah, uh, Beats, I got a question for you. Did you ever get a uh, invite from Clubhouse? Are you on Clubhouse now? No, nah, cause I I figured out that it's uh from um uh, when it was at that time they were in beta and they were only doing it on uh Apple phones uh iPhones. Oh, okay. So okay. if you had Android, you 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 couldn't even get the damn app in no way. Couldn't even get it no way. I don't wow. know if they changed that yet. Yeah. So I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I said, uh, Sports Edge, I can hit me up on Facebook and Instagram and the Sports Talk KC page. Uh, always feel free to shout out uh, what you want us to talk about, give little ideas, things of that nature. Keep on uh, giving us the support and kind words. When it comes to um, Sports Talk KC, um, we appreciate everything, and uh, we're working and rolling, as I always say. Yep. Get the treatment, baby. Yo, yo, yo.